I'm Marion Brown, and I will be your host for this edition of Chapel Roswell Food Network. <laughs> Don't you love that? <laughs> My name is Marion, if we haven't met, and this is a lot of fun to be here today because I am joined by a very special guest, and I've been so excited to introduce you to Meg Ross. Meg and her family, Brian and Annie over here, they are a part of our virtual community. So back when everyone went into quarantine, the Ross family found Chapel Roswell. And a few months later, they joined. And they have been digital and virtual ever since. And so this is actually the very first time that Meg and I have been in the same place. Yes. So it's very exciting. This is a part of your community. And I want you to know that because when we greet people online, this is one of the many faces that we greet. My apron today actually was made by another member, another family of our virtual community. And so hello to all of you. We're so excited to have you. And despite the distance and through the gift of technology, the reach of Chapel Roswell is great. And so we are so excited for that. Today, um, we are going to make a cake. I know, it's very exciting. And when I read the recipe, as soon as I saw the article that told me about this cake, there was only one person that I would bake with, and that was Meg. Meg is a professional baker, so you will be able to tell that. Um, so we're going to make together a scripture cake, and the ingredients are embedded within the Bible. <laughs> so... We're not going to know what to bake unless you tell Meg the ingredient. So if you have a real Bible, grab your Bible. If you've ever done a sword drill, you might begin to have memories. If you don't have a Bible, there are Bibles in your pews. If they're too small, I will allow a phone. So go ahead and get yourself ready. If you want to use your phone, I'm, I'm happy for you too. But you can really use scripture too. And we'll have them on the slides. And so this scripture cake, I want to tell you, is from the 1700s. And it originated in England. Um, but the very first time it was in print was in the late 1800s. And it was printed in a newspaper called the Atlanta Constitution which is your AJC. It's the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It was one of the very first people to actually publish this scripture cake. So are you guys ready? Okay, I'm going to turn it over here to Meg. Meg is our baker. So Meg, you just... Perfect. You tell us what to do here. I think that Chapel Ross is going to tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you guys ready for our first ingredient? All right, the first ingredient, I think we're going to need one cup of Judges 5.25. So it's the Old Testament. Run over to Judges, chapter 5, right. verse 25. I'm going to give you a few minutes. And I'm just going to warn you, this recipe was to help people remember the Old Testament. So um, if you have it, raise your hand. All right, nice. All right, let's see. The scripture says, the survey says, <laughs> he asked water and she gave him milk. She brought him curds in a lordy bowl. Which one, what ingredient is it today? 
Butter, you're right. <laughs> so we're going to start with <laughs> a cup of butter. And that's two sticks of butter oh, going that's good. in. Two sticks. Yes, one, cup, one two cup, sticks. cup is two sticks of butter going in here. Okay, now we're going to need two cups of Jeremiah 620. We're going to mix this up Still, here. Old Testament. Remember Jeremiah? Remember right, where Jeremiah is? Whenever you find it, raise your hand. Okay, now what are we doing here in this big fancy bowl? We are, in this big fancy bowl, we are creaming this butter. So it has been softened, and so we're just going to get it nice and creamy in there. All right. So two cups of Jeremiah 620. What is Jeremiah 620? Of what used to me as frankincense that comes from Sheba, or sweet cane from a distant land. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable. What is it? Sugar. 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 We got it. Two cups of sugar. We're Two cups of sugar. This mixture is very clean. Okay. You ready for the next one? Proverbs 24, 13. We're getting our sugar mixed in there. Okay. And why don't you tell us, Meg, what you're doing while they look at Proverbs 24, 13. I'm creaming the sugar together with the butter. Get her all nice and smooth in there. All right. Proverbs 24, 13, we need, let's read, my child, eat honey, for it is good, and the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. We need one tablespoon of honey. Luke 13, 21, while Meg adds, it right here. adds the honey, look up Luke 13, 21. Here's your one and only New Testament reference Oops. in this ingredients list. I'm going to get this, honey. It's a trick. All right. Let's read it together. What does it say? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. What is it? Baking powder. <laughs> Another trick because in the 1700s, they knew that the flour needed to rise. And so it was baking powder. All right, what's the next one? Leviticus 2, 13. You know what? Our baking powder is actually going to go in here. Oh, Meg says trouble. to put your baking powder in a different bowl. You don't want it with your butter. Yes, we're going to start our dry ingredients in a separate bowl over here. See, the good thing, this is a multi-purpose. You're getting baking tips. Put the dry ingredients in their own bowl. All right, nice. what is Leviticus 2, 13? You shall not omit from your grain offerings the of the covenant with your God. With all your offerings, you shall always offer salt. Salt. So we're going to put half a teaspoon of salt. Half a teaspoon of salt. I'm using kosher salt. Use your favorite kind of salt. I wouldn't recommend anything with lavender or any sort of aromatic salts, but table salt is great. If you have kosher salt, also delicious. Exodus 30, 23. You're looking for a half a teaspoon of Exodus 30, 23. What? Any guesses? Okay. No, you do not. All right. Exodus 30, 23. What does it say? Take the finest spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels, and of sweet-smelling cinnamon, half as much. That is 250 and 250 of aromatic cane. What are we adding? Cinnamon. Vanilla. Cinnamon. <laughs> was you, Aaron? Cinnamon. I love it. Cinnamon. We're going to add some cinnamon. We've got it. 
I have the cinnamon along with the other mystery oh, yes. ingredients okay. in All here. Right. Kings, look up First Kings chapter 10, verse 10. This is interesting. So I'm not a baker. Meg is. So tell us about, um, this is a little variant, right? You, this next ingredient, you can vary. Yes. So you can put your favorite of these things. So let's see what it says. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, a great quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again did spices come in such quantity as that which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. So spices can vary from cake to cake. So which spices are we going to use today? We have, along with our cinnamon, we have some ginger and we have some cloves in here. So we're going to add our ginger and our cloves. What was that? 250 shekels? Yes. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to put 250 shekels. To be precise. It really smells good up here. All right. Then we're going to do um, three and a half cups of 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 22. And as you look that up, I'm just going to remind you, just in case you've forgotten how this works, the first word is the book of the Bible. Second, the first number is the chapter. Second number is the verse. And 4.22 says this. Solomon's provision for one day was 30 cores of choice flour and 60 cores of meal. And so we're going to add flour. We're going to add flour. We're actually going to add three cups and save the other half cup for a little bit later. Um, and you're for Marion and the other not so happy bakers all the time. Um, it's very important to be precise when you're baking. We're not going for perfection, but it's not like scooping ice cream where whoever's scooping it gets to decide how big a scoop is. When you're measuring your cups of flour, scoop them up and then level them off. It's a great job for kids in the kitchen to take something like this little rubber scraper and just level it off on the top. So this is three cups of flour going into our dry ingredients. Perfect. We're going to take a little whisk and just mix them up together. And then second, we want two cups of 1 Samuel 30, verses 11 and 12. It is a good thing because I love ice cream. I will give you a lot of ice cream. This is maybe why my baking doesn't turn out well. <laughs> All right. 1 Samuel 30 says this. In the open country, I love this scripture. In the open country, they found an Egyptian and brought him to David, and they gave him bread, and he ate. They gave him water to drink. They also gave him a piece of fig cake and two clusters of raisins. When he had eaten, his spirit revived, for he had not eaten bread or drunk water for three days and three nights. So what is it that we're adding to our cake next? Raisins, Raisins and Ooh. dried figs. So two cups of raisins and two cups of figs. Yes. And on these guys, I'm going to put them in a different bowl over here. I've already chopped up my figs, and I will give you another, another tip on this. If you've never worked with dried figs before, I'll show you with my hands. They can dry in one of two shapes when they dry. They can dry like this, where you see the stem at the top, or they can dry like this. If they dry like this, the stem is inside of here. So you want to flip it up, find the stem, and cut it off. Otherwise, it will cost a lot of dental work. 
good to know. All right, and now we only have two ingredients left. We want one cup of Genesis 43:11. Genesis 43:11. So I'm going to wait. Raise your hand when you see this. Genesis, or raise your hand when you see it. Okay. Somebody shout it out. What do you think? Close. Close. I heard someone read that entire scripture. That was amazing. Who was that? Very nicely right. done. Thank you very much. The winner is almonds. So good job. Thank you for reading that out loud to us. So we have some chopped almonds going in here with our friends, the raisins and the figs. And then our last ingredient. Okay, this is a fun one. Judges 5.25. We started with this one. Judges 5, 25. Butter. Good butter. Good memory, though. We started with butter. We ended in butter. And what's the scripture reference for butter? Judges 5, 25. It's on your screen. Let's read it one more time. He asked water, and she gave him milk. She brought him curds in the lordly bowl. So it's butter again. Okay, all of our ingredients are there. Now do what we do we do? Eggs? Did we get our eggs? Oh, did we forget our... Oops, oops. Yes, I think I forgot one, guys. Oh, yes, we did. We won't leave it out. Isaiah 10. Isaiah 10, 14. There we go. <laughs> Raise your hand if you could think of an ingredient that we have not said. Isaiah 10, 14 says this. My hand has found like a nest the wealth of the peoples. And as one gathers eggs that have been forsaken, so I have gathered all the earth. And there was none that moved a wing or opened his mouth or chirped. Eggs. So we have one more ingredient, eggs. All right, so here's what we're going to do over here in the baking station. We're cranking this guy back up. This is six eggs. And I'm going to attempt to drop them in one at a time. But if they all jump in together, it's going to be okay. So those are going to keep mixing. And then with our nuts and our raisins and our dried figs, we're going to take that extra half cup of flour. And we're going to take our very clean hands and toss the nuts and the dried fruit in there. Why do we do this, Marian? Why do we toss our fruit in flour? I don't have a clue. We, <laughs> we do this. We do this to prevent the fruit from sinking to the bottom. Oh. Um, also, if you're ever cooking with fresh berries, it'll prevent them from jumping to the bottom. So it kind of it kind of braces them in the batter. Oh. So they're evenly distributed. Do you need this? Sure, I'm just gonna wipe my flowery hands here. Okay. All right, so we've got our wet ingredients in there. And I'm just getting in here and scraping down the sides here. And then we're gonna try to add 
This is where it gets really special. Oh. You're supposed to go, would you do the water? Okay, I'll do the water. We're supposed to go dry ingredients, water, dry ingredients, okay. water, dry ingredients. Into like thirds or Into something. Into thirds right? the best we can. Okay, A little of that, yeah. That was beautiful. Look at that. We're baking in church. I love this. <laughs> Who knew that you could bake in church, right? Isn't it the best Sunday when you get to see kids and cake? Yes. All yes, right, we're going to try to get this in here. I had a magazine come to my house just yesterday, and on the cover it said, Why make plans? Just eat cake. All right, I'm now what gonna, are we going to do? We're just going to keep it going, get everything incorporated in there. And then we're going to gently fold our nuts and fruit and at the very end. All right. Gently fold. I think that's the part where I have a hard time. I just mix. Doesn't everybody just want to get their finger in the batter? Yeah. You say no. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to get it a little bit more. And I have to tell you while Meg finishes this that um, one of the gifts of Meg and her family is that she bakes all the time, but they never get to really eat it. It's never for their family. Meg always cooks and Annie will always say, well, who's this one for? And so there's a general spirit of generosity in the Ross family that when Meg is cooking at all of the different amounts that she does, the question is always, who is this going to? And inevitably, even if Meg doesn't know who's going to get the cookies or the muffin or the, the loaves, that bread that she makes, inevitably, within about 24 hours of her making it, she gets a phone call of a need. And I'm not making that up. Um, these are, that's a true story that all of the things that she makes finds a way to people who need it within a day of her baking it. Here locally in Roswell, she's been a part of a dinner church at North Fulton uh, Community Charity, and she has baked tons and tons of cookies for our community and our neighbors, and she's doing that on behalf of the church and on behalf of her family, and so there are amazing things happening uh, in our community, virtually and in person that you need to know about. These are um, spreading, spreading the gospel through flour and eggs, believe it or not. Okay, where so are we? We're just going to gently fold them. That's what we're doing here. And yes, absolutely. The um, Baking is how I show love. Baking is how I show gratitude. I may not be able to heal the world with muffins and breads and cookies, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I think that is a gift. I think there's a movie about that. All right, okay. it's gently folded in there. And now Marion is going to perform a miracle and bake this, right? <laughs> I'm going to get my um, uh, easy bake. Yes. Yes. Um, and actually, there really is a miracle because we, uh, Meg took the time over the weekend to make muffins for you. And so as you leave today, you'll get to uh, have a scripture cake muffin. If you have a gluten allergy or a nut allergy, she made accommodations and made muffins for you as well. Um, so as you leave today, you will be able to taste 
a scripture cake muffin that you helped make. Yes. Let me ask you this. Think through your scriptural knowledge. Because part of this exercise is, yes, so we can have cake on the weekend of Valentine's Day. Duh. But it's also to help your scriptural knowledge. Because that was the reason why they made the scripture cake. And there are multiple versions of the scripture cake. And so if you Google it, if you look online, you can find a version that you like. There are tons. And you could even make up your own recipe using ingredients in scripture. And if you do that, if there are any creative ones out there who makes up a recipe using scripture, we want you to share that with us. We want to be your um, tasters and your test kitchen so let us know. But right now in your mind, what are three ingredients off the top of your head that you can think of right now that we did not touch on today? Fish. Fish. There's fish. There's ch oh, chocolate. Yes. Vanilla extract. Ooh, Bacon, okay. Peanut butter. I want you to go home and look that up. Because that's what we want you to do. We want you to get familiar with your scripture. Go home and look it up and find it and figure out, do you like the ingredients in the Old Testament more or the New Testament more? It is Valentine's Day weekend. And I want you to remember that sometimes it's a hard day for everybody. Because relationships are hard. But what can go over the best is generosity. Generosity and caring and love. And that's what tomorrow is about. And that's what tomorrow we celebrate. And so don't worry about trying to make plans in stone and keep those exact plans to reach out to someone who needs a friend. Just get a piece of cake and go share it and have a conversation. And just remember that it's the spirit of generosity that shows the grace and the love of God more than anything else. And so let's have a moment of prayer. Gracious and holy Lord, we do say thank you. We say thank you to a fun Sunday where we can just celebrate your word and your food and your children and your people. The Lord, in this moment, as we worship in creative ways, we are so mindful of the many needs that are out in our community. We are mindful of the people who need food. We're mindful of the people who need shelter. And we're mindful of the people who need relationships. Good and healthy ones, not destructive ones that cause harm, but good and healthy friends and good and healthy partners. And so we ask that you help us to be those people. May we be the ones that stand up for somebody. May we be the ones that stand next to somebody. And may we be the one calling out so that no one is lonely. We ask that you bless every meal that we have, every ingredient that goes into it, so we may use it as part of your love to show others. And Lord, for the many who are going through treatments, or diagnosis, or just waiting on things. Be with them in that and give patience. For the many who will celebrate a day today, 
celebrate anniversaries and birthdays, celebrate just being a part of the Chapel Roswell community, we say thank you. And may you give us blessings upon blessings so that you can continue to unite us together as your people. And so it's in the spirit that we pray all of these things. Amen. Amen. We invite you to respond with your gifts.